Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined in studio by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran by phone. And of course, the NFL draft starting tomorrow, Thursday, and we've got a full last comprehensive preview of it for you Broncos fans. And Ryan, we'll start off with John Elway's media session from Monday. Quite a few topics he addressed And um, first and foremost, talking about offensive tackle, wideout, and obviously cornerback, the Broncos' three big needs. Ryan, what were your big takeaways, you know, from what Elway said? And obviously, as you addressed in your analysis, a very, very big draft for John Elway and the Broncos. Yeah, and I thought John, you know, you mentioned those three position groups. He said, hey, receiver, they need one. And it's a deep class offensive tackle. Uh, he said, you know, that's one of the stronger positions. It kind of surprised me a little bit because you, know, you read most places, they it's more of a top-heavy group with the top four. And then uh, corner. Uh, you know, it wasn't exactly a glowing endorsement of Bryce Callahan's foot health. No, it wasn't. But uh, but on the other hand, they just haven't seen him out there. I mean, there's no off-season program and yet. Uh, I mean, they shut him down last uh, year in early August. So I, I think I think the Callahan uncertainty does play into what they do at corner, either in the first or second round. So, you know, uh, you know for Bronco fans, should be encouraged that they're having negotiations with Justin Simmons, who's as the franchise tag. Uh, you know, I thought you know, my final takeaway was, you know, the number of trades Elway said may go down on day three because of because of the circumstances of everybody being in different locales. Yeah, you know, and that impacts a team like the Broncos who likes the wheel and deal on day three to move up or move down and gain a pick, et cetera. So I mean if you if you if you were listening to Elway's conference call, you'd say, Okay, receiver, offensive tackle, corner, that's what they view as their top three needs in any kind of order. And another interesting note from that call, he was talking about the character aspect of of guys from the 2018 and 19 drafts and that he's looking for that again this year. And he had some some revealing comments, um, you know, comments that spoke to the prospects he's looking at and the, you know, the high leadership, high, high character guys he's looking to add to the Broncos locker room. But, but what he saw as some of the weaknesses of the team over these past four years and Elway said, no, we haven't had that leadership in the locker room that's been able to dig us out of the hole. So he's looking for, you know, those Noah fans who, who can ride the highs and lows inevitable in an NFL season. And uh, I think that's going to play big into this draft as well. And then, like you said, um, wheeling and dealing, maybe not so much on day three for LA and co. And, and that could be a little bit of a shakeup from what we normally see from him, especially considering the wealth of picks that he has, you know, 10 picks starting with a number 15 overall. Yeah, and I'll, I'll hit on that character uh, question that he talked about to wrap things up on Monday. And he said, we had a couple misses back there. Well, the 16 and 17 drafts just did work out. So there was a philosophical change in the organization going into the 18 draft saying, hey, maybe you draft guys who have more college experience, who, um, who are captains. You know, it sounds Pollyannish because this is pro football, it's right. a cutthroat business, but you do you do need some natural leaders in, in a locker room with 53 players plus 10 practice squads. So, um, you know, they've started, to, you know, they've, they've overturned, uh, you know, the leadership with defections. 
but I think that's where Boye and Casey come in via trade. Those are veteran guys that have good reputations. So you start there. And ultimately, though, if you're if you're sitting there with a pick and it's the difference between a you know a captain who isn't as good and a guy who has put up great numbers, you still have to think about the guy with the numbers because uh, they may be a better player. But you know, I do see you know their point in saying, hey, they feel like 18 and 19 went well with their draft. Uh, so they want to be able to build on that in 2020. Good, folks. First Norwich Podcast. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in, talking all things Broncos NFL draft with the draft set to fire up on Thursday, running through Saturday. And Elway was asked also about trading up or down from number 15 overall. And he basically was noncommittal. He said, hey, it could go either way. We could trade up. We could go down. You know what scenario is best in your mind, Ryan, with what the Broncos are trying to accomplish, and and obviously in this first round, looking to get a plug and play guy at one of those three aforementioned positions we talked about. Yeah, and you know, last year when they're sitting at ten, Pittsburgh was having conversations with the Broncos a couple of days ahead of the draft. It's a little different when you're sitting at fifteen because obviously more players are off the board, so I think it'll come down to when the Broncos are uh, on the clock. You know, if the four, if, if if the receivers Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs are gone, and the offensive tackles Thomas, Wirfs, and Wills are gone, to me it makes a lot of sense for the Broncos to trade down from fifteen. Um, in my mock draft in Thursday's paper coming up, I have them moving from fifteen to twenty uh, with Jacksonville. Jacksonville moves up to get a corner. Or the Broncos take a receiver, Justin Jefferson, at twenty. If, I think he'll still be there, but. Uh, moving up, unless you think unless you think a guy like Jerry Judy is head and shoulders the best receiver of the class, and you want to go up and get him, that would be the reason to go up. Uh, other than that, keep some of that draft currency you have for Friday night rounds two and three. Either stay put at fifteen or move down a little bit. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Ryan. I mean, the wealth of wideout talent. In this particular draft, I just I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense to move up, uh, unless, like you said, you think Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs is is the guy that you really have to have. Uh, I think it makes more sense, like you said, to possibly move down in that first round and yet still get a wideout that you can plug and play opposite of Cortland Sutton for Drew Locke. So lots of things to watch there. Yeah, and and, and the, the advantage of moving down, even if it's just five spots, you probably pick up. Um, another third-round pick, which could allow you to maneuver to get back into the first round late tomorrow night, and you know where you could maybe take a center like Ruiz from Michigan or Cushion Braves from LSU, or if A.J. Terrell, the, the Clemson corner, is still there, you could come out of first night with two instant starters. That'd be a, that'd be a victory for the Broncos. So it, uh, you know, what, what always fascinates me about this time in the first round is if you're the Broncos, what do you want to see happen in the first 14 picks? Uh, do you want to see a run on quarterbacks? I say yes. Uh, do you want to see all four offensive tackles gone? I don't know if it makes a big difference, but yeah, that's and also you know a question that may or may not be answered after the fact is let's say they try let's say they draft a receiver at some point in the round one. Where was the cutoff for them? I mean, did they group six guys in the upper tier or two guys in the upper tier? 
Um, so, you know, some of those things will reveal itself once they're done with their business in round one. Well, and Ryan, you mentioned Justin Jefferson, the LC wideout, as a potential name that if they do trade down in that first round, he might be a candidate who the Broncos could swoop up. Anyone else uh, that's been on your draft boards or your mocks that the Broncos might be looking at if they do trade down from that number 15 overall pick? Well, here are a couple teams that they should be contacting, if not already, or if they haven't heard from them yet. You know, Philadelphia is at... Uh, 21 and um, they need a receiver big time and I think they're going to be willing to move up if I'm the Broncos are you comfortable with the Eagles jumping ahead of you maybe trading with Cleveland at number 10 um, so you know if not maybe you call the Eagles at 21 I mentioned the Jaguars at 20 I'll bring up the Patriots at 23 are they in the market for a quarterback do they want to move up and make sure they get Jordan Love or you know, if one of the other guys falls, particularly Tua. So those are a couple teams. And then later in the first round, San Francisco at 31's got to be open for business for two reasons. One, they already draft in the first round, number 13 from the Colts. Second is they don't have a pick in rounds two, three, and four because of trades. Um, so they, they probably want to move out at 31 to gain some, you know, day two capital. And uh, so I think those are, I think San Francisco, Jacksonville, and Philadelphia could be uh, candidates there to trade with if you're the Broncos. Again, folks, first Orange podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran, and we will close out the show here with our predictions for Thursday and the Broncos' first round pick at number 15 overall. Ryan, you teased it a little bit earlier. Uh, I'll go ahead with mine to start. Who should the Broncos pick at number 15? I think they should pick the second best cornerback available on the board at that at that point after Jeff. Aduka from Ohio State goes up high. They should take Florida's C.J. Henderson. He can immediately start on the outside opposite of A.J. Bouye. Who will the Broncos pick at number 15? I think the, t- the temptation to pair an explosive wideout with Cortland Sutton will just be too great. And even after some of the top pass catchers going off, go off the board, uh, they're going to take Justin Jefferson at that slot. What do you think? Ryan, thoughts? Well, I haven't written that part yet because I'm still waiting for other people to submit their entries and I want to be different. Uh, But I'll tell you what I did in the mock draft, which may be a little different. Um, As I said, I have them trading down from 15 to 20 to grab Justin Jefferson, their LSU receiver, led the nation in catches. I I thought he was the best receiver that I watched with my untrained eye. Uh, then, then, then I have the movement up from 46 to 31 to get the Michigan center, Cesar Ruiz, uh, and giving up some of their, their uh, third-round capital there. Okay, now to answer your original question, that is the graphic in the Browns paper. Who should the Broncos pick at 15? Who will they pick? Um, who should they pick? I will go with um, uh, Jefferson, even though I have going at 20, you know, whatever, just bear with me for crying out loud. Because uh, I think receiver is a, a main need, and I'm not a big, I'm not as big a fan of Henderson at corner as others. Uh, but will they pick at 15? I do think they go into receiver. Uh, whoever's left of the, of they, if they view the top four, whoever's left, and so I'll say Jefferson on that one. Subject to change between now and when the paper lands at people's doorsteps. And one more thing, we'd be remiss if we didn't leave the show here, Ryan, without discussing some of the big 
uh, news from the NFL this week. Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement to join Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Real quick here, are we buying or selling the Bucks and TB and Gronkowski, making them a contender in 2020? Ryan? Yes, I am buying. Uh, you know, with Gronk and Brady and Evans and Goodwin and Ronald Jones and so plenty of firepower there for Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich in Tampa. I think they, you know, not a Super Bowl contender, but, you know, they're sure it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, Gronk, when healthy, is a nuclear weapon. Uh, he just hasn't, you know, been able to stay healthy that much lately. And then, you know, hoped for him that the year off helps. But, uh, you know, another opponent coming in to Denver this year, uh, you know, Tampa will be interested on offense. And, uh, and use this word again, be interested what they do in the draft. Is yeah. it all about getting Brady help, or is it about sticking to the board and finding some help on defense as well? Bucks seven to nine last year. It'll be interesting to see if Tom Brady can turn that around in the NFC South alongside the Saints and Falcons and Panthers. I think I'm going to buy. I'm with you as well, Ryan. You know, I'm not going to come out and say Super Bowl contender right off the bat, but uh, with that coaching staff, if Brady can bounce back from the subpar, you know, statistical year he had last year, if Gronk can even be part of what he was uh, several years ago the Buccaneers could be pretty good folks appreciate appreciate you listening in to the Broncos podcast first in orange with Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout this weekend's draft including features profiles sidebars etc on all the draft picks plus of course analysis by Mr. O'Halloran appreciate listening in to the show and until next time Take it easy.